the human brain is a rabbit with a greater strain of DNA than a rabbit with a rabbit brain. All right, back by popular demand because everyone loves us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, yes. I believe. Yes. We're here. Welcome back to another episode of... To See or Not to See. Starring me, Aaron Keith. Me, Emily Dorf. And Michael Norris. That's me. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Let me take out my... Oh, I'm pulling a... I'm pulling a real... What's her name? I gotta take out my invisible. <laughs> gotta take my teeth out. What's her name? Get ready for the podcast. I don't know who... <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Cause Why do you do these things Margaret to me? Cho. No, yeah, Margaret, she is... Abby Wong. Allie Wong. Abby. Billie Eilish. <laughs> Good freaking Lord. I what? got there. Yeah. She in the beginning of... Out? Okay. What? No, no. no. What's going on? I mean, she pulls her Invisalign out at the beginning of her album. Oh. And it's in. It's on the... The one that we've listened to. I believe so, yes. Oops. <laughs> The one that I have listened to, I'm not quite sure that you have listened to it. Especially considering... It's the one we own. Yeah, we own it. We do. Okay. Uh, anyway, this week, we are here. I am here. And the, here you too. guys are here, too. We yeah. are discussing Teen Witch, which <laughs> is a favorite of mine from childhood that I hadn't even thought of until Aaron brought it up, and I decided that I wanted it to be my very first podcast. So here we are. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, to get started, had either of you seen Teen Witch before this? Just the top that scene that's well, yeah. everywhere. But yeah, yeah this this was my first time watching it. I've heard some podca- like podcast episodes on it, and like its reputation is, preceded it. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Well, we thought we'd seen it, but what was it? We were well, I definitely once, seen once it. Once Upon a Star. Yeah. No, Wish we watched it together. Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. I got it confused with that. Yeah. Which is also great. So he hadn't seen Teen Witch, and now you've both seen Teen Witch. It's wonderful. You're welcome. Yeah, everybody's, so about everybody's it. seen Teen Witch I feel now. like, yeah, and we're here to talk about it. I apologize. Yes. Anyway, it was, so Teen Witch was released in April of 1989, which is the exact same time period that Heather's was released in, which we talked about last week, which was coincidental. I don't think Aaron has a certain proclivity for April of 89, but I don't know. I was a wee babe. You were. A wee, yeah, you were only a couple months old. You had very teenage tastes. This movie was originally yes. intended to be a female version of Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Oof. But it obviously changed quite a bit and morphed into its own thing by the time it was filmed uh it was filmed in st louis indiana and chicago first of all this movie is like even though it's in the last year of the 80s it is 80s distilled it is so 80s and i love it it's beautiful it's so beautiful the <laughs> girls the tutus. yeah okay well the tutus we'll there, are a little much how dare you I'm sorry. You can wear tutus. I'm oh, just not that into know. them. Also on babies. People put tutus on babies, and I'm not into yeah, that either. I mean, it's cute, but I, I just, I don't, I don't a know. A little baby, a little baby butt with a little tutu. I mean, it's pretty cute. Yeah, pretty cute. but I mean, I don't know. I'm I feel like. Jail, it's just. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> oh lord anyways okay moving on the movie starts and we get this super cheesy intro with uh the main character of louise miller played by robin lively dancing with her well who turns out to be the love interest it's brad powell played by dan goth such dream gothier goth gothier anyway that's pretty insulting that i don't know how to pronounce that name but that's okay i don't think <laughs> we're sorry we'll dan. Be good yeah we're sorry he's a powerhouse he was in tour of duty in one life to live <laughs> and son-in-law featuring icon oh god you have respect when you say his name correct okay okay i'm <laughs> sorry jesus i didn't realize he was in son-in-law he does deserve reverence i understand now so the role of louise miller was supposed to initially go to debbie gibson but negotiations fell through before the filming happened so robin lively ended up being the main character and she was also in things like twin peaks and doogie hauser and kind of just yeah a real 80s lady 90 early 90s wait who was she in twin peaks I don't know. She, don't ask me detailed questions. I can't research everything. Um, she's yeah. also in that Goldie Hawn Google football it real movie. Quick. What's that called? I don't know. Oh, jeez. I know about Teen Witch, but I didn't follow her career super closely. She's, she's still acting. I know that for sure. Okay, now the boys are both Googling. Uh-oh. I'm Googling um, Goldie Hawn football movie. <laughs> Was she okay. Firewalk with Wild, uh, it, the movie is Wildcats from 86. Great. Nice. Wow. She was young in that. Then. Yeah, she was the daughter. Okay. That was like too cool. for. I haven't seen the movie. Gotcha. I, this is all from some of the network. <laughs> wow. What? I, I was talking about Teen Witch and he was like, oh, who's in that? And I said it and then, oh, what is she? And, and then the first thing he knew was this Wildcats uh, movie. Okay. Gotcha. So all my information is from Kevin. Nice. Shout out to Kevin. Yeah. Very. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, we appreciate your input. Anyway, so they have this crazy, not really crazy, but very cheesy 80s, like, synth pop introduction with do, 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 do. with them, like, having that, but... moments together and being gorgeous, and they're in this house, and it's actually the same house that was used in Thriller, believe it or not. Very interesting. Do, 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 do. Oh, no, We're gonna, oh my god, oh, no. we're going to court. <laughs> And then, anyway, so it's this amazing thing where they're gorgeous and they're dancing and they're having a great time. And then, of course, she wakes up in bed and it's the stereotypical movie trope of a dream sequence. But I think from that introduction, you kind of get a good vibe from what the movie's going to be like a little bit or what it's going to include. I don't know. Amazing song pieces. Actually, yeah. I mean, the album is now considered like it's like, you know, People love the music, and honestly, the music is super fun. There's, there's random ass. Oh boy! The songs play in the background like you would normally expect in a movie, but there's at least one full, I don't know, musical theater breakout dance. Yeah, it's just a musical number style thing. Yeah. And this movie is not a musical <clears throat> in any other sense of the word, but just this one. It's I love this movie. It's so good. So she wakes up. Her brother is under the bed. His name is Richie. He's oh, played Richie. by oh, Joshua John Miller. He is master class. Oh, yeah, he's a gross boy, oh. but he sure is memorable. He's fantastic. He's channeling Marlon Brando vibes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, hard. Yeah, hard. just tremendous. He sticks with you. 
he's he's just sticky he's in general. Eating a, he's fair. my favorite. He's eating a freaking cake God, under I'm her true. bed, and she's just like, "Why are you eating?" Like it's a normal occurrence. No one's gonna ask you at the prom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, yeah, he's very uh, nasally. Oh. Hyped. Eating food under under her bed while she's sleeping because he doesn't want their parents to find his food in his bedroom, which is a normal situation to have to deal with. He um, ends up reading her diary like an ass, and she writes. She is quite detailed in her diary. This is because this is Disney, and this is, is like it Disney. It this is, is Disney. I don't think I'm it's Disney. Pretty, I'm pretty sure Teen it was Wolf by Disney? trans. No, it was no. I don't know. Teen Wolf was not Disney. I don't think. Hang on, Teen Witch was not. I thought this is like a little sub, little side movie. Teen they Witch had. was Maybe not Disney. No, sorry. that's a you are forgiven. Um, yeah, it's not Disney. Either way, this is a, it's it's a little racy. Anyway, yeah. So she's this fifteen-year-old girl writing this racist stuff in her diary. Racist. Racist. <laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do. <laughs> Maybe it is Disney. Oh, oh got him. Yeah. Again, it's probably because it's like on the Disney Channel. I think that's what I don't it know that it's I don't know. played on Disney. I don't. Maybe you are still mixing it up with Wish Upon a Star, which did play on Disney Channel. Also, movies like Suzy Q. Yeah, Amy Jo Johnson is a go. Yeah, Stay tuned. Of, they, <laughs> They kind Pink of, Ranger, yeah, Pink, Pink Ranger. Ranger. Oh. I like Pink Ranger as a kid. Probably not for the same reasons you guys did, though. She was like the awakening. Oh, gosh. Okay. Back to this 15-year-old girl like in, in bed. Yeah, no, I understand. So <laughs> he's reading this diary page out to her. She gets it back from him and shoves it into her uh, school books, goes downstairs. They have the stereotypical breakfast with the parents who adore her clearly um, because she's probably like the assumption is she's by the way she's dressed and everything that she's you know kind of the goody two-shoes kid so her mom's a square i would agree with that speaking of her mom she is played by karen k and her father is played by dick Sargent, who's on bewitched yeah one of the darrens yeah so he one of the darrens correct so he uh has been a witchy cast. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Double witches, teen witch, bewitched. Yeah, you know what they say. He's <clears throat> a sinner. So she goes. <laughs> so she goes to leave the house to go to school. She's riding her bike to school with her friend named Polly, who's played by Mandy Ingber. They both stop to admire the neighbor girl coming out of her house, being picked up by her boyfriend Brad, who is. The boy that she writes about, the boy that she dreams about, the dream boy, the manic the boy. pixie dream boy, who is none of those things, actually. He's a jock. Yeah, and a jerk. And a, yeah. He's he's a punk. They try to redeem him a little. Anyway, well, well. so Brad's picking up his girlfriend, Randa, who is the popular girl in school, the most popular girl in school. Also, her name is Randa. The only character or other person that I've ever heard have the name Randa, other than my best friend, yeah. Randa. Sorry, Randa, but Randa's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's she's a real big old bitch. 
an interesting little tidbit is Brad's, the actor who plays Brad and the actor who plays Randa are both married. Uh, yes, yeah, still married to this rule. day. We're together. We discussed this before the podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. Michael brought it up. I knew it was like, coming. This um, wasn't a I'm surprise. I'm saying this. I mean, I know that's a fun little tidbit. I'm it's going to happen. It's okay. So um, they get to school. You see a little, they're walking through the halls, of course, the typical shot of establishing this is the school. And there are a group of boys rapping, just rapping. These fucking guys. In the hall, these rap boys. These guys, these, they're like the, the Greek chorus of this movie. Yes, and it is wonderful. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there are these weird facets of the movie that this movie is an enigma in that it's kind of like slips into other genres throughout. Yeah, these guys yes. kind of, these guys just come out of, like, they're in their own movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, I don't even know what they were rapping about in the school. Just going to school. Yes. I think it's just about being in school. Like you do. I used to do this. I mean, don't you remember your good old hallway rappers? I had a singing group. Well, you did? First and second grade. Oh, are you kidding me right now? No, no we go my, around. My little I, clogging I boy? I didn't even think about this. Oh uh, what? Oh, dear. <laughs> no, I used to... Um, it was me and my buddy Patrick. And, like, we were in choir or whatever, like, elementary choir. So, like, during recess, we'd go walk around and, like, sing, like, songs from, like, Disney movies. Which this is not. Which this, Which this is, is not. not. This is not. I understand that. I didn't. We didn't sing Teen Witch. But wow. I just remember. I that. had no and idea. I need to share with you because I thought you would enjoy you're it. You're such a little entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. I'm so. T- I'm. So, One thing I, from this part in the in the hallway that I noticed is all the lockers are the same, but. Louise's locker, the opening on the locker is like in the middle of the door where everyone is at the bottom. Yes, I noticed that too. However, I did keep watching and it looks like it's like a pattern. So like every so often there's a door that has a higher latch and they just gave her the one with the higher one. She stands out. Yeah. She's the girl. Probably because it was higher and it wasn't so, I don't know. Who knows? But I did notice notice that. that. And I'm sad. Yeah. Well, you missed out on a big plot point. Just kidding. Yeah, because cause Zelda Rubenstein goes into her locker and he can't reach it. Yeah. Oh, no! That's not, that's not in the movie. It's not in the movie. She never goes to the school. Okay, so they get to class. Who's being taught by Mr. Weaver, who's played by Shelley Berman. He's a huge dick. He's a terrible teacher and a bad person. Yeah, I don't like him at all. You aren't supposed to. He grabs the sheet from earlier from her diary that she put in her well they they hand in their papers or whatever and it's like stuck with chocolate to the back of her homework because richie's so gross richie's a fucking gross he's a a cretin (laughs) he's a gross boy yeah he's just a grown boy he likes his little candy bars his little treats he he just wants his sister's homework for some weird sticky you get, you get sticky. I guess. Hey, I'm not a guy. I didn't grow up a teenage boy. I don't know how. I don't. I'm sure there's a lot of sticky times. Um, so they're in the class. Yes. He, like Aaron said, passes in her paper. Diary is stuck. Diary page is stuck to it from earlier because her brother's gross as hell. And he sees it and just starts reading it out loud. And it is this basically fantasy 
a little hot and heavy of Brad kissing her all over her body. It's really steamy. And having a great, and, and she's, and I would melt into the floor. Like, holy, first of all, I never wrote anything like that in my journal because of this exact fear of this, like, absolute. T- first of all, I never really felt, I never really wanted to write it down. But if I did want to write something like that down, I still wouldn't have because of this. Like, this is a fear. The re- especially it's one thing if it's someone random but if it's someone you know or someone in your class that everyone knows yeah sweet giving up the sweet goods. baby jesus i never journaled yeah i, I always journaled. wanted to and then i'd get like a page in and stop and it's just nothing that ever stuck that's yeah. fair i journaled a lot in middle school in my fuzzy my fuzzy purple journal with a monkey head on it and i still have it we would have to for like school well, yeah. And I didn't know what to do, so I'd be like, I am sitting here with a pencil, my, writing my journal. My, really? Yeah, I just... Oh, I had a lot of little... There's a clock on the wall I'm looking at, and it's nice. Just wow. stupid. You would have been a thrilling just, student to teach and to read. Yeah. It would have been great. It's a good time. That's okay. You are you had other talents, like musical theater. Oh, God. Basically, that classroom scene is just to establish that Mr. Weaver's a fucking asshole and don't like him. And it works quite well because I don't like him. And then we end up, is it after this that they go and see the theater teacher or is this, I think it's after this. They go, um, they cut to her in theater class um, with Miss Malloy or Malloy. She is played by Marsha Wallace. Who is also the voice of Edna Crabapple? Crabapple Rest from in The peace. Simpsons. Yes, she passed away. Miss um, Frizzle. I'm pretty sure she's Miss Frizzle. Well, you better check that out before. I know, throwing out wrong Ms. information Frizzle this whole time. Down. She just sounds like Miss Frizzle. Very well, could be. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll I let you check Magic that out. School bus. What's her name? No, it's already right, got it. It. Yeah, Marsha Wallace. So Louise is being is practicing her lines for the school play with Brad, and it's also hot and heavy. Yeah, this thing's really steamy for a class. Yeah, and they're 15. Keep in mind, she is 15. Um, He is 26 at the time of filming. Oh, wow. Uh, But she's 17 at the time of filming. Obviously, they're both supposed to be in high school. So she's supposed to be 15 right now in the movie, and he's a, I don't know, is he a senior? Did I mention that? Oh, well, he's driving, so he's at least 16. At least yeah. 16. That's fair. So, yeah, we we meet Miss Malloy. Find out that uh, Luis is in the theater, and so is Brad, and he plays the lead of the of the play. Also, Miss Malloy turns out to be this, like, she used to be an actress, not just a teacher, not, not that just a teacher. You know what I mean. She used to be an actress as well. And... <laughs> Hey, teachers. Hey, Hey, teachers. teachers. I'm a huge asshole. Yeah, no, that's, I just can't say words good sometimes. (laughs) Exactly. I learned from you. I learned it from watching you. That's fair. Correct. (laughs) So um, we end up in the locker room. So this is kind of just a whole little like school scene, school scene, day in the life of Louise at school. This is how she goes throughout her day at school. They're in the locker room, uh, and it happens. Yeah, and the music starts up, and Michael. I was so confused. <laughs> well, yes, they, they they introduced this number. Uh, there's like three 
popular girls, including Randa. And I don't, I don't remember which one, but one of the cheerleaders, the cheerleaders, one of them comes up and says, I got the new cheer. Yes. And it goes into like a minutes long fucking dance number. A full on with backing uh, track. Like a, it's a big old to do. Choreographed. Yeah. And it's the, the, the cheer is I like boys. I like I boys. Like boys. It's catchy though. Come on. Oh, it's fantastic. This movie is known Stated nowadays for its, well. for its it soundtrack because it's it's so fun. Damn, but yeah, it's and they're so bouncy and happy. Oh yeah, and they're <laughs> it's a fun. It's they're, a fun. They're dancing all. They're dancing on the lockers. Oh yeah, like way up high. It's a good old time, and they're just having they're just having fun, and their little purple leotard yeah. things. So you're watching it and you're enjoying it, but the whole time you're like. This movie has taken a hard left turn, and I didn't Lily see this Tomlin coming. was Miss Frizzle. What? I was wrong, and I. I Are you for real? This, this is this is me learning lessons. I mean, this is me Not learning to talk facts. Unless I know. I had no idea. I had. Inter- I'm sorry. Good for I her. Had to I love that. I lo- no, you had to. It was important. It was very important. I agree. I got information. I agree. So yeah, there's. <laughs> It, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie, completely inexplicable and out of nowhere. And like, it just started happening. I just like turned to you. I can't even remember what I said. It's just like, is this like, is what, what is going on? Like what? <laughs> like we're a musical yeah, there now? Are moments of why, why did this happen? But you're still having how a good time. How could this happen? How could this happen? How could this happen? They're just like, it's their cheer. Like, yeah. It's a fucking cheer. What? Yeah, this, is, this is just what happens. Yeah. This like, is, it's not even a cheer. I okay. Clearly, neither of you have been a girl in a high school locker room before. This is normal. We sit around and plan these big, elaborate dance scenes and look amazing at all times. Terrible. We just made fun of people's underwear choices. Really? I feel like everyone was pretty, pretty nice. And it taped on all the. Or you go the in the bathroom. I made xeroxes of the thing that said Jeff Goldblum is watching you poop, and he's just staring intense. And I. Xeroxed all of them, and I put it in in the in the men's locker room. I, I hit every single bathroom stall with it. Of course you did. Of course you did. You know, every every so often I learn a new little. Di- Today I've learned two. One, you're yeah. a little singing boy, little telegram singing boy. Full full of it. Full of them. Certainly are, dear. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and you're also a gold bloom, a gold. A gold bloomer. Bloomatic. I would say. Bloomatic. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the song ends and then we're just done being a musical. We're just done now. For now. For now. It was a good time though. Super fun. Um, So Louise is riding home from school on her bike and she almost gets hit by Brad and Randa who are like necking in the car and everything. Randa is again. Goodness. Well, Luis goes off into the ditch. Brad stops the car, gets out to help her. Randa's being her. He about ran her he over. He almost killed her. Straight up almost killed her. And when he goes to help her up, she says it was a failed suicide attempt. Oh, boy. Them yeah. lulls. Them lulls. Yeah, they, they run this woman off the fucking road. She's, she's, yeah. yeah, 100%. And he just gets out and is like, I mean, he checks on her, which you is good. nerd. But he does just, like, let her go. Yeah. Like, you should... I'm going to take you home, and we'll make sure you're good. And uh, No, she just leaves. Her bike's jacked up. Yeah, the tire's messed up. And 
it starts to rain, starts to storm. And she's getting to the point where she needs to go find shelter. She knocks on this house, which is your stereotypical. Like once you see this house, you're like, okay, here we go. This is the witchy part coming in now. And so she knocks on the door and it's who opens the door but Zelda Rubenstein. Yeah. Who's the best. I'm trying to think of a quote from like Poltergeist, but I don't know any of them. That's fair. I don't think I've seen Poltergeist in a, quite a long time. You need to get out of the house. I think that's right. I was going to do a voice. It's a, it's but I'm not going to. Uh, you were going to? I was, you that was to. I'm not going <laughs> to. That's how he normally sees. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, best known for Poltergeist, obviously, if that wasn't obvious. She's an actress in a lot of different stuff, and she's wonderful, and I adore her. Yeah, she's great. And so at one point, so they're just talking, kind of getting to, you know, establishing the character of Madame Serena. And at one point, a little tidbit is Madame Serena's character says that she says to Louise, I love your cutesy little Punky Brewster face. And yeah, Robin Lively was in two episodes of Punky Brewster. Oh, my Atlanta. Oh, boy. Interesting things. It's canon universe now. It's canon. We establish... Madam Serena, um, and then we cut to Luisa's hopping 16th birthday party. So she's just now turning 16 years old. Oh, uh, Serena, before we go to that, um, Serena sees her as a mark, and she's going to, like, try and contact oh, her some money. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And she brings her over to, like, read her palm, and so she reads her, like, reads her future, but sees that she's not a mark, she's one of them, so she's a witch. Right. She gives her... Six bucks, that cheapskate. She does give her six bucks. Yeah, she charges her six dollars, all her money. Which is not, I mean... I wouldn't. back then. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess what is that? It's <laughs> with inflation, who knows? Oh, man. Like Ten bucks. Oh, gosh. I don't even want to know how much that is with inflation now because it's going to make me feel really old because I was born like three months after this movie came out. Both of us were babies. You guys were alive already. Wow, you've done it. So... My yeah, first of movie course. I saw at, in that's an important part of the movie is that yes, Louise is a witch. Everyone, that is. <laughs> oh God, I love that kitty cat. That's such a cute movie. We should watch Oliver it. Oliver and Company's great. We're being real Disney centric oh today. Disney centric today. You did kick a thing, but you know we're still adjusting. We're getting there. She gets a call from her friend. At her 16th birthday party, where no one is other than her family, who says that Randa's throwing a party on the same night. So, sorry about it. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Basically, Randa is a bad person. However, I don't necessarily Bitch. think that Just this makes her a bad person. Dog. I mean, what's the overlap? She knew. She knew. You think so? You think, what's, I mean, and do you think that she even care? Like, yes cares enough about louise to mess with her like that like it just seems silly to me i know i'm going real hard on the intricacies of personal relationships in 1989 classic teen witch but i think it's important she sucks yeah i think she's just supposed to be a shitty girl a shitty person a bit of witch in her and i think what are you associating witch with sense moon cycles and such (laughs) Oh my god. When the time's right, she just knows. She goes, This bitch is going after me. I'm throwing a party on her birthday. All right. There's maybe intuition. She, maybe she sensed it. Maybe you're right. Yeah. There's a second layer to this movie. Not a lot of people a, see. No, 
Well, I'm ready for Teen Witch Part 2. Michael does a deep dive. It's a witch battle. (laughs) It's Harry Potter. (laughs) It's 1989 Harry Potter. So this is not... It is not important to the plot whatsoever, but there is a sex education scene not that is just... a lot just, of this is important to the plot. <laughs> that is an excellent point, but every scene it is really still so entertaining. It really falls apart towards it's the so end. Weird. It's just random it's scenes just, at it's the end. One, it's random scenes the earlier. Time, it's random it really scenes of her bad. just... Yeah, it's 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 all over it. the place, but it's, I, it's so fun. It's just fun. The sex ed scene is the weirdest... <laughs> Forgot about I it. I would... First of all, she names... Edna the egg. Edna, Edna the egg. egg. It's about. It's it's just it's just rough. There's they start chanting about condoms. Rapper boy is there rapping. Yeah, the the whole three the three, three piece crew. Yeah. Condoms. They are. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they. It's just the most. And also, this whole entire class is hot. Like they, everyone is hooting and hollering and just having. It's like they're at a comedy show. And it's just the hey, most surreal. They advocated for safe sex. They did, and I it wasn't that is it is nice. She did make a little remark. She, she did say they did emphasize how rad condoms are, and they even rapped about it, which is about the raddest thing you can do about anything, any particular subject. Yeah, rap so about wrap it, it up. Wrap, wrap, wrap it. Damn, I missed out on that. My penis and vagina get along. What did video? you just make that up? No. What's that no, from? It's a video. It's a video. Oh, fiddlesticks! I, I need haven't to seen see it. it. You haven't seen no, it, I but just you wanted know. It to sound cool. Oh, okay. I know it was a video too. There's also another random scene of Louise trying to get a Coke out of a Coke machine, and Brad, the the knight in shining armor, rides up on his trusty steed and hits it, and it comes out. Yeah, he pulls a full on Fonzie. It's, yeah. It's it's. I Dude. love this movie's use. Like there are tropes. Far and wide, everywhere, through this movie. Yeah, but they're all so fu- like I don't care. They're just they're trope. Some tropes are tropes for a reason, and when you just accept a movie for what it is, it's a good time. So like the trope of him hitting the hitting Boom. it one time and it's perfect, and the Coke machine comes out, and she's like, oh, she's just like remarkable. Yeah, she's just I'm glaring s- at the can, just like, like oh. wow, look at this. Oh, like right at the end, she's it's, just looking at it. Yeah, I wrote the word swoon down as well. She one hundred percent swoons. So he's a dreamy coke getting man. So we cut back to her with um, she's in the theater room or the classroom or whatever with Miss Malloy again. They're talking, um, and she finds Miss Malloy finds a necklace that is a blue little gemstone and silver chain, and Miss Malloy gives it to Louise, saying it suits you. You should have this. And so Louise is now the owner of this too. little amulet. You yeah. fall for all the little characters. Oh, yeah. Like they, they, they do, do a great well job of... Exa- Miss Malloy, her whole... Yeah. Just... Oh. I don't know what's that called. Plot, whatever. Her whole little subplot is just terrific. It's running fun. Running and they tell us there, a but... story about her very short. Yeah. Like, she's not on the screen more than five minutes. But they tell it. She has a whole storyline. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun. Storyline. That's, so, well, that's yeah. what I was looking for. Oh. <laughs> plot, plot thing. Plot thing. That's a, it, it works. Her story. So yeah. So Louise has this new amulet. And she pretty much wears it all the time from now on. Later on that day at school, Randa comes up to her, says, Hey, my cousin David. Or my cousin Dave. Is it Dave or David? Whatever. Probably both. And he... Uh, hey, he needs a date to the dance, which is the weirdest concept to me because your cousin is coming from another school and going, I guess that's not that weird. 
I just can't imagine being like, oh, my cousin is coming and he's going to go to this other school's dance. I don't know. Maybe people did that. I thought other people, when we were in school, were other kids not even allowed to come to our dances? No, people came. People, okay, well, so shows what I know. There were just dates for people from the school. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. Okay, that's fair. So, Luis agrees to be Dave's date for the dance, which is coincidentally on Friday the 13th, the spookiest of Fridays. Oh, my God. Because this is a teen. And At that point, I kind of wanted to shut the movie off. Why? It, it's just blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> just blasphemous. This whole thing just blasphemous. <laughs> Michael, this movie is literally called Teen Witch, and it took you to this point to. I never point signed to... up for this. <laughs> anyway, godly. <laughs> I I kept the movie going because Michael's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and. She's getting ready to go on this date. She ends up in this outfit that is atrocious. Her parents are insane. I'm her sorry. Her mom picked it out for her, didn't it's she? It's terrible. Yeah, it is a terrible, terrible outfit. She her worn parents, a shirt underneath. Just the vest. Oh, it's like in high school when it or been middle rad, school. Armless. I don't sleeveless. know. School, <laughs> armless. Armless. <laughs> Dear God, Michael. Anyway, Dave comes to pick her up. She answers the door. He's immediately disgusting. Yeah. He's awful. He's so I wrote gross and slimy AF. He's like styled like a nerd. Yes. But he doesn't play a nerd. That's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. He's one hundred percent yeah, with the bow tie and the glasses and everything, because you know in a movie, glasses make you a nerd. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Glasses make you a nerd. Wow, rude. I need them to see. Yes. anyway yeah he's just obnoxious to the most obnoxious degree so they get to the dance it's clear that randa did louise no favors by setting her up on this date it was not a nice thing to do there's a plot a subplot subplot yeah she goes into the bathroom brings a bag of clothes and changes into something equally ridiculous just it's like a... Do you guys remember the store Justice or Limited 2 at the mall? Limited 2. I don't remember any of this. It's like a little kid, little girl. I got girl. dragged to all those stores. Oh, I'm sure. That's... With growing up with two sisters. Yeah. yeah. It was basically like Lisa Frank of the early 2000s or of the 2000s kind of. It, actually, it's been What's around. Lisa Frank? I don't know Lisa Frank 2000s? now. <laughs> I wear a t-shirt and pants. Okay, it's Lisa Frank. By Lisa Frank, I mean it was like bright, sparkly She's colors. She's more n- known for binders. Oh my than god! Clothing. <laughs> okay, fair. Next. All right. Basically, she goes and changes into this super sparkly tutu, sunglasses, crimps her hair. It's all. It's not good. Her bangs in this movie. They're rough. Yeah, they're it, big. It's it's rough. She, a lot of hairspray involved. But again, eighties. <laughs> oh yeah. It's gonna be that. It's gonna happen. And so she comes out of the bathroom, goes up to Dave, and he is just immediately horrified and embarrassed, basically calls her out for trying to embarrass him. And she says something to him like, what, where'd you get your haircut, Dr. Demento? Which is aces for an insult. Big ouch. Yeah. Dr. Demento. Dr. Demento. So they bicker back and forth a little bit. And at some point, he just randomly goes, do you want to smoke some weed? Yeah. And it's so, like. I don't, it's great, it's hilarious, but it's just so, like, why did, why did he yell that? What? Just harsh just, left turn. Oh, immediate, yeah, this movie's just full of those little, like, oh, 
okay, didn't expect that. But hey, it keeps, it's interesting. It keeps you on your toes. So she's hanging out with her friend Polly. Is Polly wearing a hat at the dance? I think so. She's her hat game is awesome. She she has she yeah has a, lot a little of good floppies. Hats. But honestly, the fashion in this movie, other than what's supposed to be intentionally bad, is so good. Yeah, yeah it's pretty fun. It's so pretty fun. fun. Like later on in the movie, everything is just so like they styled everything so fun. It's it's so over the top and just. Do we talk about fashion with Heather's too? We talked about shoulder pads for just sure. Shoulder yeah. pads. There were shoulder pads and patterns. Shoulder pads in this movie too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so she's talking to her friend, Polly. She starts saying, oh, I wish, you know, fawning over Brad, who is hanging out at the dance with Randa. And she says, oh, I wish that Brad would would look over here. And he does. And then she says, I wish he'd come talk to me. And he does. So she's she's a witch girl now. Yeah, he just just leaves Randa. Just abruptly. Yeah. (laughs) So he asks her to go outside. It's obvious to anyone who has seen a movie or experienced a social interaction ever before in their life that he's going to ask her to be a tutor or some other thing, and it's not a romantic thing. But she, of course... My heart was broken for oh, her. Well, it is very sad, but I think... I it, didn't know. You just got to wait and see, you know? And so she, at one point she says, I have a little brother. I know about men. Which is just <laughs> such a good... <laughs> A good line, like, on its own. But then when you consider the type of little brother that Richie is, it's like, girl, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Why would you like men at all? Why? Yeah, no kidding. And also, what an, oh, what a, what a recently 16-year-old thing to say of just, like, I get you. I get you. I have a little twerp of a. I got you. Pit, I don't know. A little twerp of a brother. So he asks her to tutor him. Of course, she agrees because, duh. So, Randa comes outside, grabs Brad. By the way, she's so bossy. Clearly not nice to him. Like, she's not meant to be like... Yeah, Randa terrible. sucks. Yeah, she's... She's a bitch. She, okay. <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> funny. They end up, Randa and Brad go in, I think, her cousin's car or something. So, Luis and David, the cousin, end up driving home together in Brad's car. And he is driving erratically and basically sexual, sexually assaulting her. Yay! A lot. And it's made Yay. to be, like, funny and goofy and isn't he stinker? That little rascal. That little, little rascal. He sure is grabbing her. Shucks, boys. Her, she's, yeah. And so, she finally gets super frustrated and says... I wish you would just leave me alone. And her wishes have been coming true tonight. Remember how Brad came over and looked at her and everything when she said it? So what happens? David disappears. And we never see him again. No one says anything about where he's gone. Yeah, he just fucking vanishes. He's just gone forever. And even as a child watching this movie, I was like, Oh, my God. Wow, she just basically ended. Like, he's gone. Yeah. She killed someone, basically. And we just moved right along. That's that's witchcraft, baby. Yeah, he <laughs> sucks though. Cult. Oh my god, <laughs> he did suck. Yeah, he was. No, he sucked. It's no big loss. He He's was a, he was a a slime ball of a person. But she ends up getting home perfectly. F- By the way, if something like that happened to me, it's one thing for me to be like, "Ooh, I wish my crush would come talk to me," and he does. Like that's rad. That would be like, oh, that was a fun little thing. You make somebody disappear when you're in a car on the passenger, like. You make somebody disappear anyway. Terrifying. That would stick with you. But she just goes home. Exhilarating. She goes home. 
opens the door to this absolute war zone that is the kitchen because her brother has decided to make something to eat and it is disgusting pizza slop of some sort. Yeah, it's just this giant, gross yeah. pizza thing. And it's... he's literally like, you can hear it. Oh. He's pawing through it with his hand, bare hands. Yeah. Like he, they just really took the gross younger brother thing yeah. and ran with it. There's it's slop great. all over the walls. Handprints. Yeah. Everywhere. He's, he is a little demon child. He's fantastic. Um, I loved everything about him. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's an icon. And they get into it. He starts going there saying, you know, you you think you're hot stuff just because you went to a dance. Like, everything <laughs> he says is just so, like, neener, neener, neener. And then they even do the classic. I'm rubber, you're a glue. Whatever yes. you say, bounce stuff and sticks back on you. They both say it. Back and forth. Quality dialogue. Just to each other. Just, just aces. They're arguing. He eventually starts calling her a dog, which is just rough. I did not mean. But yeah, his delivery of that's fantastic. He, it is brutal. Like you're a dog. You're a dog, Louise. You're a dog, Louise. He keeps saying this. Nobody wants you. You're a dog. Like damn, brother. And so he he he's a dog. He he done dogged it. She turns him into a dog inadvertently. It is, it's never really established, but her, she's not in really in control of this magic right now. At least that's how I took it. Oh, yeah. He just, she's angry. He's just calling her a dog. She turns him into a dog. We get a fun doggy voiceover. There's a do- the dog. Somehow this dog talks and we can hear it. And it's still his voice. Yeah. You turned me into a dog. He's freaking out. Dog. They cut to the bathroom where she just brings in this squirming dog and tosses him into this miraculously pre-filled bubble bath. Yeah. And he turns into... water in it? it was like there was bubbles. a little bit. I noticed that, too. It was mostly bubbles, which makes sense because when you're filming, you don't yeah. want to make a big mess. But, yeah, I noticed that, too. But once the water hits him, he turns back into gross-ass Richie, which, honestly, it's kind of a good thing that he ended up in that bathtub yeah. because, let's be honest, I mean, it's, it's, he yeah. fucking needed it. He, he was sticky. He was a gross. He was a sticky He's kid. a gross boy. He probably needs a couple, uh, quite quite a few. He should probably some, do that on his own sometime. Yeah. Yes. A shower, host down in the backyard, something. Yeah. Better than hiding out under his sister's bed when she's sleeping. We end that fiasco, and we cut back to she's at Madame Serena's house, who explains to her that, hey, you're a new witch. Your powers are just coming in. <laughs> and they're weak. So that's why when you threw Richie in the bathtub, he became a human again. Because yeah, the, your spells are reversed by water. Yeah, It's like it's a game changer moment for her. What do you mean? Coming up here, like right now, when she's talking to her. Yes, and I have that it. in my... Yeah, I'm so... Serena, Madam Serena is literally like, you can do anything you want. Anything you want that can happen make it fucking happen you can do it which is pretty damn convenient for a movie plot and also i feel like unusual normally there are restrictions to make things more interesting and to give conflict but this movie's just like you know what fucking yeah this is well what little amount like yuri brought it up with the well we're gonna talk about it more but with like washing the brother off and stuff like we're at the the start like it can wash away, but then after that, like that's well, she gets the only stronger. downfall. So yeah, it just gets stronger. Yeah, so there really is no downfall. Yeah, yeah that's why there's a little it's weakness. Very, there's there, no but it's not really. Like there's the conflict in that she wishes she were popular, but outside of that, it's very Mary Sue's situation. Yeah, generally when you have like the restrictions, uh, if you don't have the restrictions, the 
point of the story is like, oh, all these things are happening and the the results are disastrous and you have to deal with that. Right. They never like go so crazy in this. Like an example would be the new Wonder Woman movie where the, it's the whole plot is that everything's going crazy. It's a bad movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> I have no plans to, no. but I have. We have heard quite a bit about <clears throat> the CGI looks amazing. It, yeah, saving them kids. <laughs> That's all. Michael. Michael just wants the kids to be saved. Gotta save children. Gotta Why are these children playing in the only <laughs> room? Yes. That. Oh, don't even. Okay, this is about Teen Witch. Yeah. We can do. We can do. We're this. not doing Wonder. Woman. We're not gonna do Wonder Woman, but we can do anyway. No. <laughs> stay tuned stay tuned um let's see so she whips out this book madame serena does and is basically about to give this life-changing information which i feel would be again an absolute insane moment of just jaw-dropping wonder but she again louise just takes it in stride and she opens this book and she shows basically this yearbook of witches i guess i don't even i it, yeah. it, it didn't hit me until just now how absurd that is yeah I don't know what it is, but it's literally just her, like, it's it's basically like a yearbook of the witches back in the 1600s or whatever, and it's a picture of Luis and Serena both, and they have slightly different names. Luis What's is Modesty Miller. Yeah, Modesty Miller. But they were both accused of witchcraft, and so it's obvious that they're re- they can be reincarnated, they live multiple lifetimes, so on and so forth. They've known each other before. And Louise is just like, goes deep. Ah. goes deep. Yeah, she does not. She's just, yeah, okay, cool. I used to be a modesty miller in a past life. And I'm a witch now. And I have magical powers. And I can do anything I want. And so she does. And so she does. Madame Serena also points out her amulet and says, ooh, what is this? And of course, it's meaningful. The amulet found her. She tells her that the amulet belongs to you and you belong to it because it is a representation of your power. So clearly the amulet is important. They decide to make their own money because of course, I mean, that's one thing the movie got right. What the Obviously money. that's going to be the first thing you do. Yeah. Or one of the first things you do. Oh, yeah. Other than like, I Get don't know. Get that stash. Yeah. Make that money. Of course you do. So they're also talking while they're doing their little money spell. And Serena says that she's been 16 four times already which I thought was interesting. I know I'm going too deep into the teen witch lore, but I do want to like know it. like when, when does a witch's lifetime, like what happened four generations ago that caused her to live? Do you know what I'm saying? Or is it just like witches? You make a pact with Satan. Satan pact. Okay, maybe this. Just reincarnation and they just die and come back. Well, yeah, but how come that particular life was where she, yeah, okay. Uh, that's fair. I get you. Well. If you if you make a pact with the devil, then I guess that makes sense. You gotta kiss his butt, and then you gotta find a crossroads. I don't think that's what it is. You kiss the devil's butt. I thought you played a fiddle. A fiddle. Yeah. No, you kiss his butt. Oh. Georgia. Yeah. You go down to Georgia. Your devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. Yeah. He was in a bind because he's way behind. (sighs) He's willing to make a deal. anyway she's been 16 four times already so she's a pro at it basically and she also says that hey louise i'll teach you how to get everything that you want and to make people respect you instead of treating you like a little girl that sounds pretty rad for any 16 year old i mean unless 
you want to never mind i'm not going there um (laughs) (laughs) uh, they cut to this cool scene of just like fun randomness where she's kind of like playing with her powers her newfound powers she's hanging out on a carousel because it's cool there's i don't know exactly when in the movie happens but there's a there's a cut to the close-up of this horse's face yes. it's so dramatic and then it pans over and yes, you see Louise. i know exactly what you're talking about they're just the most random this movie goes from being an absolute parody and joke and caricature of the characters and everything to also just taking itself incredibly seriously and it's great yeah it is a roller coaster of emotions and tones and it's just it's just a, it's just a romp it's a fun romp it definitely uh picks some definitely has some fun scenes coming up yeah so she's playing around on this carousel she's making she's reading from the spell book making the wind blow making it rain the carousel turns on and spins and it's just like like if i were a 16 year old girl which i have been and that happened to me it would be oh man as a little girl watching this i was like wow that would be so amazing. amazing i wish i would be a witch at 16 and i could make the carousel do crazy stuff and the rain come and dance in it it's so freaking witchy and cool but anyway cuts to her again using her newfound powers at school uh she makes the popular girls fight with each other just by casting a spell that makes them tell the truth yeah that's great which i think is hilarious good time. and they just it goes funny. hard one of them brings up the other Did one's alky mother yeah yes. you and your alky mother i I've seen this movie before, and when we Ow. rewatched it for this, I was like, "Damn, Jackie!" Like she, Go jugular. She, yeah. But hey, it's great. She makes them fight. One of them pushes the Randa pushes the other one into the pool. The second the water hits her, she immediately, "Oh, I didn't mean it. I, I was just kidding. I, I really do like all, you know." Yeah, great, great the, use of the water. Yeah, yeah. The, water the water ruined her. I do think this movie is consistent in some of its like that, and then. Like the foreshadowing with her putting the journal page in her school books and that coming up later. Like, yeah. there's fun little stuff yeah. like that, that. There's there's a number of setups and payoffs. And, yeah, and they they all work. One hundred percent. They end up back at Serena's. We cut back to Serena's. Serena's helping, or Serena's trying. She has this dog. Dog. She has this frog. Yeah. <laughs> or toad Froggy. in the middle of her table. Is it a frog or a toad? Michael is the amphibian genius. I don't know. He doesn't know. Okay. It is an amphibian. Yeah, just say it. It's a frog. It's a frog. Oh, She's trying to make her a man. Serena is. She's trying to literally turn this freaking frog into a man that she is presumably going to have Thanks. relations with. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yes. She's. Which, you know, go off. Get it. Good for you. I like how jaded Serena is. Oh, so jaded. Yeah. And she bring, she has some lines later in the movie that are just very like, wow, she has lived lives. Lives. Yeah. And she is just. She's seen some shit. Yeah. She's she's hardened. Because at, at, at some point, we'll get to it, but Louise is like upset that people, her magic is doing all the work for her and she's worried if people like her for her or whatnot. And Serena's just like, just do it mm-hmm. why, why does it matter just get the results yeah. yeah serena also helps louise in return because serena ends up using a little bit of louise's power to get this frog man spell to work so she helps louise with the love spell to get brad to love her so that they you know get all that figured out louise leaves cut to serena going and opening the curtain to find her man 
And he opens his mouth to say, and she's like, please say something, anything romantic and sweet. I love you. I adore you. And he opens his mouth and he ribbits. I, I love the fact that when he's talking, when you, his mouth moves, he's saying ribbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like he's trying to say something and... You know, it's just coming out as a croak. Oh, I've, nope. I've never really thought it that his, far into this, but he's using the the English term for a frog ribbit. Yeah. yeah. That's too funny. It's just the such a fun... The frog knows what the hell who, ribbit. Who knows what ribbit happens to this frog, frog man now. after... I know things. Yeah. Ribbit. <laughs> what? <laughs> does, what does she do with them? Does she just have a frog... Bo- and also, I don't know, they man. I think together. we know what happens after... <laughs> okay, that's... All right, fair. That's... She fucks this frog. Fucking inner species shit. Like this movie. It's a magical fuck frog. It's fucking. I hope they just like Book of Mormon. I hope that Louise told them about what she learned in sex ed class. So you don't want to get froggy STDs. Uh, Zelda Rubenstein or Rubenstein was a big early proponent of like AIDS awareness. Good for her. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a cool. She's rad. She's great. Um. So anyway, part of this love spell conveniently is getting your. The, the subject of your love spell, the subject, the person that you want to love you, to sit on your bed, which is horrifically difficult. Like, luckily, you know, the movie already set it up that she's tutoring Brad so she can easily have him come over to her house. She has a good excuse for that. But in what freaking world is the dorky girl normally going to be able to get, or any girl normally going to be able to, like, that's a high bar to clear to get a spell to work. But hey, I guess magic takes guts you know there's dims dims the brakes well that's fair but i think getting your crush to sit on your bed if he doesn't know you exist other than being the girl that he can help with homework or that can help with homework like it's a big no i'm saying like they're yeah it's a big ass but yeah it's convenient their magic is just easy yeah you just have to know the right words and stuff stuff. yeah oh yeah in real life it takes worse things yeah hours of prep and stuff for for a love spell. For a love spell. You need and some like jizz and stuff like that. <laughs> For a love spell. I mean, if you're using like... It depends. Is that black ca- magic, not wh- like white magic. Maybe if it's black magic. Maybe if it's black magic. Maybe if it's Maybe. black jizz. Maybe it's... M- white path. Lordy. Well, that's a lot of sex magic. I don't know. Well, I think it makes sense. White path magic. Maybe... Okay. Well, is she white path or is she black path? I think it's clear she's supposed to be white path. Yeah. Or maybe there's just not a black path in this. It doesn't seem like uh, there's... Where are the brooms? I don't... How come I didn't see a single Jackie lantern? You do see a cauldron. That's true. Um, it's a Nganga. There's a dead cat in there. Don't... Yeah. Maybe that's where the jizz is. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's probably true. Could... Not in the dead cat. <laughs> lord anyway so cut to louise in her bedroom with brad she's clearly trying to get him to sit on the bed so she can do this spell where are all the chairs yeah she takes every single chair out of her bedroom and the house and and yeah and so everyone comes into her room asking where the hell are the chairs yeah it's a reoccurring bit and it's fantastic and they all give different reasons she gives a different reason to all of them as to why like one they're being reupholstered or I don't know. I needed to remove them to exercise or yeah. whatever. So it's obvious that she's just being a weirdo. Yeah. And has removed the chairs for some reason. And Brad's like, what? what is even going on? So they're sitting on the bed. 
she eventually feels guilty or dumb or whatever and just gives up. She just stops. She goes to her closet, which is like six steps away, opens it, and there are all the chairs They're stacked stuffed up. with chairs. The oh, closet chairs. is stuffed with chairs. And Brad's like, what in the fuck is this girl doing? And she's like, don't even ask. Don't yeah. dare. Just, don't dare just. And so she ends up chickening out on this love spell. Oh, another funny thing about that scene is her brother comes in and she, he's being a little shit for a second and then she threatens him with dog food for dinner and he literally whimpers like a dog and runs out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Brad and her in school. She's helping him with homework or something. And he apologizes to her for how Randa is, basically is complaining about her. And she's like, why are you with her then? Like, she's not that good of a person. And I feel like this is the point in the movie where they're trying to establish Brad as a good, like a worthy love interest, not just hot, but like, oh, he's nice. He acknowledges he's that Randa guy. is a bad person. Yeah. But then he says, well, everybody wants to go out with the most popular girl in school. Yeah. Trash. Duh. Duh, Louise. What? I'll put up with anything as long as I can be dating the most popular girl him. in school. What a shithead. Yeah. But still a great person, you know? In the movie. Oh, yeah. That's that's the implication. What a He's dreamy shit. He's so dreamy. He's misunderstood. And we go to another class with the wonderful Mr. Weaver. And he goes through her bag. And she's like, please don't do this. Yeah. Oh. Which she shouldn't even have to say. But yeah, no. please don't do this, you horrible monster of a person. And so he goes through her bag. And she plops off. And I do not blame her at all. She goes hard in the revenge. She straight up tells him too, like, well, you'll be sorry if you do this, yeah. basically. Don't do this. I'm warning you. Don't he pulls do out this. birth control. Yeah. yeah. He's a whore. No. I'm just like, wait. Between Take this. Off your cell phones. Shit. Yeah, no shit. Recording stuff. Like, yeah. uh, I remember in high school, I, one, of, one of the bits I did, of my many bits, um, Yes, your many wonderful bits. I would take a girl's purse. Oh, and I would a girl. Just, yeah. And I would just empty it out. And like, you know who you could like do mm-hmm. bits with. So I wasn't like super intrusive. They, they could have stopped me anytime. I would have, I would respect that. But you didn't do like a show and tell. No, I, I, it was just like every every girl had her purse. Yeah. And I just, just empty it out on a desk. So they'd have to put it all back together. But like, yeah, this is horrible. He's, he's show and telling her entire private contents of her bag. In front of the class. So when you combine that with the absolute horror, horror of her, um, him reading her diary to the class as well. Like he is a despicable teacher. I'm kind of surprised. Human being. I'm kind of surprised she's on birth control. I know. Yeah. She, she she's doesn't. Good, they well, seem to really have an agenda. Necessi- like yeah, right. Like pushing movies, safe everything. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be for birth control. Right. Specifically. Yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, as this movie double dips on not being not being a parent which is great many times but you know most most teen movies will probably avoid that yeah so he goes through her shit she warns him don't do this he defies her does it anyway cut to her at home making this voodoo doll cut back to him to them at school in the classroom and she pulls out this fucking doll and he just commits horrible sex offender-y thing that would have him on a list forever if it happened today. Yeah, she's she's got this voodoo doll, and she starts... Slowly undressing him. And this doll is not small, by the way. This is a literal, like, full-on baby doll. Like, a good 12 inches, not maybe not 12 inches, but like... It's like a small Cabbage Patch doll. It's noticeable. And how does this... She's slow... She's, like, taking off his shoes and throwing them. Yeah. Pulling off his shirt. Gets to the boxers, even. 
and no one notices anything that she's doing. Yeah. Which I know it has to happen for the movie, but it's just so, uh, she's just like doing a strip. Yeah. Yeah, That's fair. Everyone's focused on what he's doing. So he gets down to his straight up skivvies, goes to grab the waistband of his boxers and the principal comes in. So he is presumably fucked. And yeah, he comes back. He comes back because everyone thinks he's gone crazy, basically. Yeah. Everyone's treating him like, oh, all the teachers and the superintendent or whatever, you know, the admin was helping him down the stairs and everything. And he falls down the fucking so stairs. so schlocky, this whole next thing. Oh, it's just, oh my God. it's just so random. It's like something that would be in a completely different movie. Yeah. yeah like, of oh. This montage of him, she, she, Louise ends up going home, taking the doll with her. Leaves it out. Her brother gets a hold of it. It falls down the stairs. So he falls. Mr. Weaver falls down the stairs um, while all the teachers are trying to help him down and stuff and telling him, you know, hey, we'll get you. You just need to rest. Like, you clearly are stressed out and we'll take care of you. So he takes his tumble down the stairs, is heading home. Louise's mom takes the doll and throws it in the wash. Yeah, this is all dirty, so she throws it in the wash. And it's, it's dirty because of her brother, of course. He's she spent hours on this. She, yeah, she throws it in the, so the washer. So fix it. And so, yeah, no kidding. And so, real life, Mr. Weaver just takes it. Just the, it's honestly a hilarious scene where he's yeah. just marching down the it's street fantastic. with his uh, briefcase. Yeah. He's marching down the street with his briefcase, and she throws the doll in the washer. So he just makes a beeline, hard, sharp turn to a, a fucking car wash, car wash. Oh, the whoa, damn car whoa, wash. Whoa. And he is into it too. Like it's not just like it's happening to him. He's like. Oh yeah, he's he thanks the guy at the end like thank you for the hot wax. No, he wants to pay him. Yeah, yeah. he's like here you go, thanks for the great shower. Here's the hot wax, which makes you think like between maybe it's a fetish. Her brother basically, <laughs> her brother <laughs> basically having um PTSD from being a dog, which yeah I I understand. Her making David completely disappear, never to be heard from or seen again. Her teacher basically having a psychotic break. She's just wreaking havoc. It's the switch cult. It's witchcraft, baby. Yeah, it's not. She's just leaving rubble everywhere she goes, but they never acknowledge it. This movie is all like pop music and fun costumes and fun fashion and sunlit biceps. And it's great. Yeah. There's like, you are right though, Michael. There's a dark underbelly to this movie. Yes. And it's, it's, it's still such a good time. So anyway, she gets her fucking revenge on him, basically. She did a good job. Yeah. And maybe he won't be such a dick of a person, but... Doubtable. Doubtable? That's not a word. Doubt. Doubt. Doubtable is a word. I think so. I'm an English major, boys and girls. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay, so cut back to Miss Malloy, everybody's favorite theater teacher. And she is just being, she's glowing. She's in this great She's radiant. Mood. She's radiant. She's telling Louise, I won the damn lottery and I don't even remember buying a ticket. It's so weird. So I went so out and weird. I got a makeover. So weird. And she I looks the same. Clothes. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's wearing a, a, a cool hat, yeah. and she's just she feeling. Might she's have feeling sunk herself in a little bit more. She's loving her life. What? Oh my, Lanta, you are the nicest. She didn't have a chin. <laughs> so she can afford a chin. Buy yeah, whatever you can she get wants. A chin implant now. Yeah. So she says she's also met a man named Count Lagondo, and he's this <laughs> sexy, love it, mustached, gorgeous man. <laughs> Count Lagondo. And she yeah. runs, she tells Louise, I don't know why, but I want to thank you. Because obviously Louise's witchiness has yeah. gotten Miss Malloy, who she adores, 
in the good life and she literally runs off and hops in the, the front seat of a convertible and drives off with her new her new lover and her riches she's out of the movie now right um does she yeah. come back postcard, she's pretty much she sends a right? postcard yeah. later but she doesn't say anything else yeah so she's just like quits her job and leaves and it's Fuck like yeah. every every scene of this movie could be done so much more normally these occurrences a lot of these things that happen could happen in just like daily life and they could act it out like that, but they instead take it to the absolute extreme in every situation. And it's great. Like that's what makes it so fun. The sex ed class, the teacher goes crazy. The class goes crazy. Mm -hmm. Every, this situation, they're just functions. She could have, they just, they're bored. You know, they just need, they just need more to do. You know what we haven't talked about in a while? This rap troop. This rap troop. Here they fucking come. Luis is riding home with Polly on their bikes, of course. And Polly's going on. Turns out she has a crush on the leader of this rap group. Okay. And they are riding their bikes and they see him on the side of the road. These three guys just standing outside of a car with a big old fucking 80s boom box. Just, just rapping, cool you know, how you do. Just, yeah. Just unbelievably it down. And this is the famous top that scene. She literally says, Polly says, look how funky he is. <laughs> yeah, Paul, she's, she's so shy. She wants to turn back and go. Yeah, like a she different doesn't way. even want to pass him. And so Louise grabs her amulet. She rubs her little amulet. And all of a sudden, Polly is a badass bitch. Yeah. And she just like stalks up to them. And it's another music scene. Much shorter than the I Like Boys one, but still absolutely amazing iconic yeah uh it's interesting because like i th- i think this is the scene that everybody goes back to when you think about this movie mm-hmm. i think that i like boys is more tr- like classic poppy stuff yeah um you can put that on now and it'll be it just sounds like a music older yeah. but still it sounds mm-hmm. like something you could listen to on the radio or something this is this is mm-hmm. terrible Oof. and this is amazing yeah and brings you back they fucking they went for it and they have all this energy and I don't really give up about trying to top that. Yeah. Like the attitude. Like what is... was the filming like? Like, Oh gosh. I don't. And they're like right up in each other's faces. Wall. And I did see, do I don't that? know how true this is. I know. I don't know how true this is, but I did see that this was one of the first movies that kind of used rap as the popular song instead of rock music. It's like oh. rap is, yeah. rap is the cool new thing. If you don't watch this movie, if nothing else, Google this video. Google this this scene because it is absolutely worth your time. Already. Yeah, if you haven't seen it already, it's great. It's it's cringe, but in the absolute best way, and it is amazing. That alone is worth the price of admission on this movie, in my opinion. <laughs> um, For sure, and just like the dancing the and and just the '80s white guy rap. Yeah. Oh, have we? Like, basically, she just goes up and just goes off and raps in his face and just gives him. Yeah, a, it's like a, a it's like a battle rap, but it's like, like a battle rap. Yeah, and, and they're just standing and... there like, oh, bitch, like what? Yeah, Say what? girls can rap. Who is this girl, by the way, who just comes up to me and randomly starts rapping at me? And Louise is just standing in the background on her bike, just watching. Yeah. And then uh, Polly comes back to the bike after she's done just fucking laying down the law, and she goes, she turns around back to the boys, the rap boys, and she goes top that Base. so the way the way that this scene is set up like this uh, the blocking of it i'm pretty sure 
while she's while uh, Polly's rapping, Louise is just moving the bikes to the other side because oh, they, they walk past them oh, and then they like, they go off. You know, that's hilarious. Continuing the way they were going, she's like, I gotta make sure to get her get moved a around. cool getaway. So I just love the idea that while her friends, while she's magicking her friend into doing this rap, she's just. She's walking like, these two bikes anyway i'm giving her her dream and i'm getting her in with her guy but i'm also gonna move this yeah shit. i because i'd never seen the movie so i'd only seen these this clip of this online so for the longest time i thought pauline was the teen witch because she was the one doing like the rapping and stuff oh, yeah. yeah i think you had to explain to me like no she she's... jinxed her to well, do the texter or whatever she witched her i think witched her i think what's the actress robin the teen witch, uh, Louise, the, Louise. I think the actress that plays her has talked about how like this is the iconic moment from this movie, and she how she barely didn't have a part of it, and yeah. and so like people come up to her and talk about top that, and it's like that really I wasn't me. It. Yeah, I moved the bikes. Yeah, <laughs> in the background. Um, I'm off camera moving these bikes. So that scene ends as abruptly as the other random ass scenes in this movie do, and we cut back to Madame Serena's house. And she's cooking over, uh, or she's doing something over a cauldron. And I love this scene. I just think it's so cute and funny. And because Luis goes up to her and she's like, oh, what are you making? Some witchy, you know, some stew or not stew, some potion or whatever. And Madam, she's just like, Zelda, it's just like, it's goulash. Hmm. And she just says it. Goulash is good. And she just says it in. The best way. Yes, yeah. is it's goulash. True. Classic, goulash. classic bait and switch. Oh, she's great, and it's just like the little funny things like that. The little, um, little touches that take two seconds but just add so much more to it. It's fun. Serena ends up taking her to look at a um, giant spell book, trying to teach her to be the most popular girl. Because instead of Louise having Brad like her. Because of a love spell, she's like, oh, Brad wants to date the most popular girl. That's what he told me. I'm going to make myself into the most popular girl. So Madame Serena is going to help her with that. Takes her to a giant-ass spell book, which is cool as hell. And Madame Serena says she's saving the last of her powers to buy a mink coat in the Ice Age. Which is, again, a point where I'm like trying to figure out the lore of this universe. Like, is your magic finite? And how long do you live? I don't know. How does that work? It just asks, it just brings up questions that don't matter and will never be answered. And yeah. it keeps me, these yeah. are the things that keep me awake at night. There might be a teen witch Bible out there. So there might, you know what? If there isn't, there all should it, be. All of it, Cal. There should be. Okay. Louise wants to be like her, her uh, favorite pop star, Sh- Shanna? Yeah. Shanna. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if it was Shana or Shanna. And this is this comes out of nowhere too. This is a random yeah. ass. Like all of a sudden, they're all obsessed with. The like we talked earlier about like uh, setups and payoffs, and then this pops, this is this just, po- it just pops in. It's not it's, like they're well. Are they listening to her on the radio or something like the earlier? Yeah. At the very start, because, but that's still not. So they they end up talking about. She's like, I want to be like this star, this pop star, Shanna. and she wants to look like her, be popular like her, all that good stuff. So. Louise ends up going to uh, Polly and being like, hey, we should go to this concert because Shanna just happens to be playing in their town that night or what have you. And she's like, I just have a feeling we should go. I have a feeling she wants to give me something. So they end up going to this concert, like huge ass crowd, you know, normal pop concert, typical thing you'd see in movies. By the way, Shanna is on stage wearing a tutu. Tutu. And they get in the back by... 
Louise goes up to the security guard and he tries to stop them, of course, and she does her little magic and their names suddenly appear on the list in completely different handwriting, but he's still like, I just wrote the list. Well, anyway, go right ahead. It wasn't there a second ago. Yeah, just lets him go. But, you know, she's a witch. They get back, get backstage, go up to the side of the stage. They're watching Shanna perform and Shanna comes over and just is like, knows Louise. Hey, I'm so glad you made it. Here, I want you to have this. It's my lucky jacket. Gives her this jacket. Yeah. So much. She's so lucky. The implication here is not only not only can in this world can you do magic to get whatever you want, the things that you need in order to do that magic will just come to you. Yeah. You can do whatever she needed that that jacket to be more like Shanna for her popularity spell. And she just got it. She yep. just went to the concert and Shanna's like, Going. here's my jacket for your spell. Basically, which I is know you. damn infinite power. Yeah. Infinite power. Everything yeah. comes to you. She just I think she's just using like use magic to get her to come over and yeah. and like so you use magic to get the things you need yeah. to do more magic exactly. to get the things you yeah. need. And you can do anything. It just they just do it. Everyone just does it. So anyway, she gets this um tour jacket. She's actually Shanna is actually singing the song Never Gonna Be the Same Again. Never gonna be the same again. It's so catchy. Yep. Yeah, again catchy. catchy. She actually wrote that song. Shanna? She did. Shanna's played by uh, Canadian pop star Cindy Valentine, which is such a great. Oh. Yeah. I didn't recognize her, but she looked like she was somebody. She fit the part. Yeah. And she also wrote the song Finest Hour for this movie. That's pretty, pretty cool. cool. At this point, it's the next morning. Louise comes down the stairs getting ready for school, getting ready to leave for school. And she looks completely different. Just basically makeup and that. Did her hair different? Yeah, and bigger hair, bigger hair. And is wearing cute clothes. All the clothes that she wears from now on in this movie are beautiful, and I adore them. They're all like lace. I don't know. It's just great. Yeah, it's lace denim. It's just, it's just. Is this when she has a side pony? Uh, I don't think so. It's Maybe. coming. Uh, you'll have to point that out because I didn't pay that much attention oh. to that. Uh, well, there's a point when she's at school and popular or whatever, and everybody has the oh, same that's hair. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, her popularity just... Except Polly. Polly's so, rocking that hat. Yeah. She don't she care. She does what she wants. She goes to the front door and opens it. And this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Just one of those little things. She opens the door and like a Seinfeld style bass line starts. Like... And she's like... It's like she hears it and she slams the door shut and the music stops. And she opens it again. Opens it. It's like she's getting ready for yes. her new life. Yeah. And it's just so... It's I think it's fun. It's great. It's the little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she goes out into her new world. She's popular now. This popular montage. She's popular Louise. She's dressing different. She's looking different. She's wearing makeup now. Um, she enters classrooms and people clap. Her popular. She's not just popular. She's like a celebrity. She's yeah. She's yeah. like a celebrity slash queen. Like people are enamored with her. Um, of course, Brad also takes notice. Yeah. And there's this. Music video-esque sunflower abandoned house scene. Oh, God. We have to talk about this. Yeah. This, is, this is horrifying. They, I came in, again, she's 17, he's 26. Yeah. And she's supposed to be 16 in the movie. I mean, I know, don't get me wrong, I know that some, like, that's not that young. But yeah. at the same time, like, this movie... <laughs> This movie is just going hot and heavy. No, they they fuck off to this literal love shack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Abandoned. It's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. It's It's falling apart. It's abandoned, but it's romantic. But like, sure, it's clean. But like, 
They go to this fucking dilapidated house. Yeah. With in a in a sunflower field. Yeah. Which uh, how many I mean dime a dozen, am I right? You see those yes. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they and it's 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 a music video, basically. Yeah. Like they it, there's there's sunbeams, the music is slow. And they doing it. They, they fuck in the south. They, oh my god! I mean, you don't see that, but it is heavily. No, impi- they they do like the the the, the classy uh, cut to an exterior shot. It's a classy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tongue to be considered still. I mean, I don't know. It goes pretty. It's it's pretty raunchy. It, they go pretty There's hard. a lot of tongue. I'm oh like, yeah, they're if I get uncomfortable when I'm watching an, any sort of makeout scene or something, I feel like it's going a little too like. Yeah. It touched on. There's lots of. There's there was no sounds. There was, no, yeah. That's that's that's. Do you know the end of Greece too? Oh God! Oh no! No! Stop! Please, God, no! Oh yeah! Thank God, this movie would be yeah, a skip if there were sounds because it's. I don't. I think, mean, she looks gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. He's cute. They they do like they slowly undress as they climb the stairs. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. They end up, you know, hardcore making out, and then we zoom out. Yeah, like Aaron said, to the implication. Yeah, it's a classy exterior shot. So that happens, and then we cut back to Luis. Condom. Yes, Condom. hopefully. Well, Here's she's on birth control. So. That's birth control. They're double. They're double safe. They're double. Good for them, you know. Against pregnancy. Again, yeah. Well, yeah. Condoms. Don't, Condoms don't really. Birth control. Birth don't. control doesn't protect. Guys. Anyway. Be safe. Okay, thank you. Luis is back at Madame Serena's house. She's talking to Madame Serena, who's kind of become like almost uh, her living diary in a way for this movie. We cut back to Serena's house occasionally just to kind of get an idea of where exactly Luis is at and what she's thinking and feeling. So she confesses her thoughts to Serena that Brad doesn't love her for her, like we were talking about earlier. But the popularity thing... And still not you. Yeah. Well, that's what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that I cast this popularity spell. He only, he literally said he wants to be with the most popular girl. You learn he literally, lessons. yeah. He literally said he wants to be with the most popular girl. So maybe he only wants to be with me because I'm popular, which she fucking is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And Serena, like you said, Jade is hell goes, well, love is just a trick anyway. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Just take, just take it and run with it. Just, you have what you wanted. Just enjoy it. Then we get some kind of character development of Polly being upset that Louise is abandoning her. Yeah, during the, uh, it might have been now or maybe earlier, but during the popular scenes or whatever, um, she's sitting next to her at lunch and like all these girls yeah, with the same the clothes and the same hair rush her and uh, basically force Polly out of the chair, out of the yeah. table and she falls on the floor. So it's clear that Polly is feeling neglected and is being neglected by Louise now that she's popular. Louise gets a postcard from Miss Malloy, who's in Aruba. Her life is rad as hell. We never see her again, but we know she's living the dream. Yeah, it's like my favorite. Yeah, my favorite ending great. for sure. It's great. We cut back to the school. Louise is helping Kiki, one of the other popular girls, the one who fell in the pool earlier, actually. Uh, Kiki. Kiki's the lead of the play, and Louise tells her, "Hey, break a leg," and of course, she's a witch. So in this universe, that's how witches are. Yeah. Oops. So it happens. She falls and breaks, she breaks her, leg. her she, leg. She trips over a ladder, she falls backwards over a ladder, and breaks her leg. And who's the understudy that begins that gets to be the lead? Louise. Oh my god, it's so surprising. 
at this point, Polly pops up and says, geez, Louise, what yeah. did you do, tripper? Yeah, geez, Louise. Yeah, Michael pointed out, like, I loved it. I'm pretty yeah. sure they named her Louise just so they could use that just line. Set it up just for this. <laughs> yeah, yep. it was great. Geez, Louise, what did you do, tripper? Like, Polly's, Polly's great. Yeah. And um, she ends up back at home. Her dad comes in. They have a little father-daughter heart-to-heart where he basically says, you know, what matters is basically do what is most important to you. What matters is how you see yourself. So we get some more sadness from Polly. She's upset that there's no room for her in Luis's new life. Clearly, this is something that's starting to, like, get to Louise a little bit because it's come up multiple times at this point. <laughs> she wakes up the next morning. Richie literally is dressed in like some sort of bellhop uniform. Like it's supposed yeah, he, to be a butler. Yeah. But he's dressed as a bellhop. Yeah. I think. But he brings yeah. her breakfast in bed and I took the liberty of ironing your homework. Yeah. Like <laughs> he he is literally her son. Again, the consequent like the, the collateral damage of the things that she's doing. Like what is he now her slave? Like what is this? And she's just like living the dream. There but was... all these people around her are basically living in her world. Yeah. And it's just, it's great. Um, and they cut to the parents and they're like, wow, Richie cleaned the kitchen. And there's a, they wait a beat. And the mom's like, do you think he's on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it's yeah. Fair. The fact fair. that he would clean something, it's pretty shocking. So she's so damn popular. She literally has pot barazzi outside of her house, basically. Yeah. Like people are standing outside, chanting her name, holding signs. It's like she's a celebrity. So she sneaks out the back. <laughs> Who finds her walking down the alley? But of course, her main man, Brad. Brad. Again, takes her to this idyllic, weird, like, rowboat at sunset in the middle of a lake. More sunbeams. Yep. Um, they're talking. Woman. She's like, hey, yeah. Sha la 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 la. I mean, I guess a kiss isn't as big if you've already spent an afternoon in a sunflower. This fucking fuck house. The fucking fucking sunflower fuck house. Yeah. So they're talking in this rowboat. She's talking about how being popular made her happy for a while, but now she's having second thoughts. And he tells her, you know, I really like you because you're so genuine and different, and you're always honest, and you don't put up a front or whatever yeah and of course she's like oh little does oh no know. yeah she's been fronting she's she'd be fronting yeah i i am not who i you would like me everybody likes me for different reasons other than honest ones so he asks her to the dance which is of course the most important thing in the girl's life at this time which you know that's how it'd be so she rejects him because she basically feels guilty because she is not who she says she is she goes back to Serena, wants to reverse this spell. I don't want to be popular anymore. I want to be who I am. I don't I don't want to live this life anymore. And Serena basically is like, you're picky. People are never happy. Why can't you just be content with what you wanted? But she does acknowledge that, yeah, being a witch is lonely. Mm-hmm. It's lonely being a witch, which is, yeah, it would be for sure. Make the people but also love rad you. as hell. Yeah, you could probably have both genuine relationships okay. and everything you, you just want. make all your all the cakes and have you, all the cakes uh, endless cakes keep eating them infinity cakes have them all yeah and eat them it's the power of a witch you could have them and eat them too she literally says the line the real magic is believing in yourself yeah which there are so many great quotes in this movie i just it's just so cheesy it's but it's perfect it's great so 
cut to the dance. This dance is fucking hopping like every single dance in any movie ever that is not at all like what a real life dance would be like. Also, live band, which is awesome. Yep. Never have that yeah. in school either. That would no. never happen. No. And of course, they gym sound great. DJ. Everyone's dancing. Yeah, we're having a great time. Yeah, gym teacher G- DJ playing an iPod that yep. doesn't know how to work half the time. Um. Also, girl, what was her name? Kiki broke her leg. Yeah. She said to dance. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh that's hilarious. Oh, wow. That's so funny. I didn't notice that. That's great. There's, she's like, I got to be in this scene, yeah. guys. I got it. They'll just say I hey, I'm healed. Also, it would be a dick move for, why didn't she just magic her back together? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. She's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm taking this role now. Deal with it. So Brad obviously brings Rana to the dance because... Luis rejected him. <laughs> we overhear Randa saying to her friends that my dad got me a Schwinn instead of a car. It's like I'm cursed or something. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you. I yeah. take a Schwinn. I take a Schwinn too. Schwinn me up. So Luis comes in. She brings Madame Serena as her date. Due to her popularity, when she enters the crowd, basically, like the students just basically dance at her. Yeah. They're just like. Hello, let us welcome you with yes. these sick dance moves. They're all staring at her and just like dancing mm-hmm. in this choreographed dance, which I don't blame her for not wanting to live this life. This life is creepy as hell. I would not enjoy that. No. We also see a short scene of Polly dancing with her rap boy. Yeah. So she gets her she gets what she wants. We never really see a scene of her reconciling with Polly though. No, I when the movie ended, I'm like yeah. it ended so yeah. abruptly. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It just but, but they never, they never reckon, they never really tied up that loose end of her. I mean, it's presumed. I can, I mean, I guess they give her a happy ending by her getting her man, but it's not like. It's all that matters. It's not like Louise and Polly make up. Yeah. Or their friendship is healed or anything, because at the end, the only. Hey, thing, they're all getting laid now. That's all that. Yeah, you're right. It's all that matters. But hey, we've prepared the whole movie for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been up to this whole time. Sex ed. Birth hey, so, um, Louise looks so fucking awesome. She looks amazing. This dress with, I mean, it's got big shoulder pads, which wouldn't fly today, and but like, even a little sparkly tutu. Yeah, I fucking, I think she looks, it looks She looks great. And out, she's very pretty. She's got the big hair. Yeah, she's gorgeous. This blue dress, it's, it, it's great. She sees Brad. It's like this dirty dancing situation where they meet up in the middle of the dance floor and it's like a moment. She takes her necklace off, her amulet, tosses it to Madame Serena, implying, and all of a sudden, the rest of the crowd doesn't care about her anymore. They lose interest they and they it. start dancing with each other instead, instead of dancing at her. Yep. So the implication, obviously, is that without her amulet, her powers are gone. She is no longer super popular with her popular spell. But guess who's still looking at her? Guess who's dancing with her? The cousin comes back. Yeah, it's, it's David. <laughs> no, Brad is still super into her. They're dancing. It's romantic. They kiss. And the movie ends. Abruptly as hell. The movie is over. Yeah, with it, is. His, it, it basically is that he loves her for her. And yeah, her not because. Audio, not because. <laughs> um, yeah, she's... <laughs> I was waiting. To oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. You'll get it's a. Fine. You'll get an. It's been. It's been. You can't just manufacture so you'll many opportunities you'll to interject someday. that I have not taken because I wasn't sure. You sh- You're a funny boy, Michael. Always, always interject. take on. Interject. So yeah, they don't really resolve any of the other crazy shit that happened, like the missing cousin or the brother being a dog butler. <laughs> 
Or Madame Serena potentially dying soon. Yeah, or raping a frog. Or I raping thought a that frog. She was going to try to steal her youth as like an underbelly bad side to the story that or something. Cool. I thought there's going to be some sort that's of conflict. A fan fiction that's begging to be written. Also, is the amulet allegory for masturbation? Kind of like Fooly Cooly, everything's a dick, and this one, it's the female version. The Never female mind, dick. this is not going to land. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, f- I'm following, but that's the thing. I'm 100% following, like, you had to leave. It's adolescence. It's going on. The, under serious okay. undertone, safe sex. She, you got to rub the amulet, get what you want. She gets uh, her guy at the end. She doesn't get an amulet no more. I don't gotta, think so, but no, that's... No, I'm just kidding. That's, I, I yes. just kind of wrote... Roping mm-hmm. in with Fooly Cooly. Uh, yeah, That's so bad. the movie ends. And she gets what she wanted, which is all she wanted, which is the man. Yeah. But- I, I didn't know, like, because at the start, when like she's getting her witchy powers or whatever, they're like, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll be with the... You already know who you're going to be with or whatever. Like, you already know the guy you're going to be with. Yeah, during the palm reading scene. Yeah, they're in the yeah. palm reading. Which she... D- yeah, I mean, she knew him fair. and everything, but I honestly, I thought that was going to be switched for loop, but then it was just Brad the whole time. For who? For switched for David. Yeah, or somebody. Yeah, or someone else. I, I just thought there was going to be something yeah, else. Yeah, that's that fair. Some like, like some, it didn't go where I thought. It was very like sixteen candles. It kind of was pretty straightforward. Except sixteen candles sucks because she doesn't end with Ducky, right? Which was supposed to be the ending, but test screening started. The test audience didn't like it. Thanks, test audiences. Oh, man. Like, if the movie was made today, or if this movie was made today, you definitely have, like, oh, the popular guy sucks. Yeah. 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 Which the popular guy in this movie does suck. They try to make him a decent person, but he still is a shot. I mean, yeah, I guess he does pick her at the end. Only after she had the... He's just boring. It's not like he's bad. He's just boring. Yeah. Pretty girl. Well, he's just pretty shallow. He's shallow. I mean, it ends up being shallow. Yeah, but... Um, so yeah, she as mentioned, some lessons. Yeah, she wants to be liked for who she is, basically. Uh, 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 fuck that. By the way, <laughs> all of this. No, give me that goddamn amulet and fuck everything oh, else yeah, that no, happened. Give me, the, yep. give me the magic. Are you kidding me? Game over, yeah, dog. No, I would not. School? Kiss my ass. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, goodbye. I'm gonna. I'm leaving. Turning myself into a rocket ship. And fly I'm, around. I'm an eagle and I can soar through the trees. I'm going to become air and just be everywhere. Well, that sounds horrible. I don't know horrible. why. I just want to make something on because, <laughs> goddamn. You can some, do literally some no, OP powers no, going yeah, down. That's here. the thing. Like, you, well, not only can you do anything, it is everything is attainable because you, you just attract what you want. You attract everything that you need. But yeah, as I mentioned, stole like a earlier, train car. Like, all you got to do has a little bucket. Take a bucket of. Tra- Coal off train car. How much money you got there? So much money. That's all she did. She put her hand over a piece of coal yeah. and it turned into a stack of 20s. Yeah. yeah. That, of course, went away when we spilled water on it, but that's okay. That's funny. That's funny. I would definitely gag. ruin all like my that. new, fresh, new witchy money. I would I would fall into a lake or uh, something. How long does it I am last? too clumsy for hours? that. I don't know. Well, no, I don't. What do you mean? Oh, the new part where yeah. you're still learning? I don't know. What? I think we're I'm, we're doing the thing that I was doing where I'm getting too deep in the lore. But anyway, it's good. Like like we mentioned earlier, um, Brad and Randa, the bitchy the bitchy couple, who we didn't want to get together in this movie, they're married. 
the budget was of this movie was two point five million dollars. It made just under four grand its first weekend. Oof. And under thirty k for its entire run. It made twenty seven thousand dollars. It flopped. It flopped oh hard. But now it's a big old cult classic. I mean, it was competing with Pet Cemetery that weekend at the box office, which did better. I mean, it's more well known sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a cult classic these days. The soundtrack is great. The fashion is great. The characters are great. The music is great, which I already said <laughs> with the soundtrack. But um, there's like midnight showings, like you do with Rocky Horror. Yeah, this is this is like one of those popular terrible movies but it's good yeah yeah it's a good time i enjoyed this movie i don't know about y'all but obviously i picked it so i'm gonna vote to see it to see or not to see see this shit yeah yes it's a good time i'd give it like time scene is great i'd give it like a c minus yeah it's fun oh it's no like masterpiece but it's a fun little I, i definitely i would i would check it out it's not necessarily something I'd recommend to everybody. You kind of yeah. have to be into, you know, eighties shtick. Yeah, and these these like, it's definitely not like the room or anything where it's just awful and you're laughing at it. It's definitely got like a bunch of really enjoyable uh, bits. The music is great, like you said. Uh, certain sequences are really fun. A lot but, of it is endearing and yeah. captures your heart. Like it has its whimsies. But yeah, stuff, I which is it has its whimsies. <laughs> I like that. It does. I like it yeah, too. Yeah, it's it's a really good time. It's it's nowhere. It's not like a, a great movie or anything like no, that. But, no, but for but for what it is, it's, it's really fun. fun. It's very entertaining. It's a good time. Check it out. See yeah. it. Yeah, see it. And it, it is not it. at all represent. <laughs> it is. It is a. It is a um, teenage girl's daydream of what being a witch would be like. What having magical power. You get the boy, and you're hot and popular. Everybody likes you. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a really good time. And some of the some of this is like a little bit of a mess. But some of the stuff that's a mess is a masterpiece. Yeah. The top yeah. that scene it's is amazing. Like Like what? Why would there be a random but okay, like I love it. It needs to stay now that it's yeah. here. I don't know why you thought of it. Yeah. Sure glad you did. It's just there. something that you would you would never intentionally make like that unless you're cynical and doing like the sharknado thing yeah. what it would be like viewing this movie when you are like a 16 year old or teenage back then though like was it just i don't know oh my god what yeah. is this type of thing I yeah mean, now it works it's great there. it's a uh, yeah it's a it's a it's, it's a, a good time of itself it's a romp yeah it is it absolutely is a romp check it out yeah so see it see it or hopefully you see it yeah already or yeah, and listen to us ramble about it for an hour. Yeah, some change. And next week's oh, check it out. It's Michael's week. What are you picking? Yeah, what are you doing? Kirby's Dreamland. Oh we're boy, mixing up, we're doing a game. Ooh, first a game. game. So yeah, next time we're gonna have a special <laughs> presentation <laughs> of to play or not to play. Oh wow, that's not the podcast name. I know. Uh oh. Those are, that's, I've ruined everything. We're, we're 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 keeping it fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we're breaking out of teen movies from 1989. April of 1989. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Was yours April it was, too? It's March. Oh damn. Well, spring. Yeah. Spring of '89. Like it within backs. weeks of each other. Yeah, we just happened to end up picking it just, movies. Just but, worked out that yeah. way. So Michael's definitely uh, breaking combo breaker. Yeah. 92. 
92 <laughs> game. So yeah, it should be a good time. I'm excited to hear about it and we'll see you, hear you talk at you next week. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear us, I guess. Like, rate, and subscribe on anything. I don't know what that is yet. But we're getting there. So thanks. Next. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Communication is hard when biologically mute as morally superior soldiers of Christ forming opinions with mice. So don't ask their advice. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, what is the harm if a bunch of rabbits want to get away from the farm? But the lake has been made and the baptism is fake. There are rabbits in no way psychological states. So what is it now?